0: And nothing else to go back to. God, we want only more of you. And so this is our prayer, Jesus, for all of us here, and for those who even listen on later who want to be here but can't, that we want more of you. And so we dedicate this space, this time, God, our our physical, emotional, and spiritual selves, we dedicate it to you. And Lord, we just declare that you are God, we declare that we desire You. We declare that we have such anticipation. You know, we, we, we'll come. We came last year. We'll come again next year. But there's just something about this year, Lord. And we just have this faith and this belief that You have something so uh, uh, personal and intimate and revelatory, God, for each of us. And so, Lord, as we come, uh, we put at the center Your presence And your word. And uh, we know that if those two things come together and and a handful of believers that want to meet with you, that that special things happen every time. We thank you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. (laughs) So for this year, we're going to be studying from the book of John. And so we're going to start from John chapter 1. I think we did uh, Genesis last year, and then we went through the whole year and finished it during uh, EMPs. Um, it actually, it might have been two years ago we started it, uh, in any case. And I think we did the Acts uh, the year before. And so we're going back to the Gospels. We always want to go back at least every one or two years. Um, John chapter 1 is uh, a hearty 51 verses. I'm not going to be reading all of them. I'm going to be focusing on the first sort of 10 to 12 verses. And so read with me um, from the beginning. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, not even one thing came into being that has not come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of mankind, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not grasp it. A man came, one sent from God, and his name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. Verse 9. This was the true light. This was the true light that coming into the world enlightens every person. He was in the world. And the world came into being through him and yet the world did not know him he came to his he came to his own and his own people did not accept him but as many as received him to them he gave them the right to become children of god to those who believe in his name who were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of god and then in verse 14 and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 15, John testified about him and called out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He was coming after me to be, to be proved to be my superior because he existed before me. For of his fullness we, are, we have all received, and grace upon grace. Okay, I'll stop there this morning. Um, just, uh, just good morning again. So wonderful to see all of you guys. Um, how many of you guys, like me, have a hard time waking up early in the morning? Okay, most. There's some very gifted, special people in this room as well. Um, so verse 14. If you haven't heard this before. And the Word became flesh. And so this is a reference to Jesus. Uh, It's one of the handful of places in scriptures uh, that talks about uh, or introduces the idea of the Trinity. The word Trinity is actually not in the scriptures anywhere. You guys know Trinity, Father God, Father Son, Father Holy... I mean, Father God, uh, uh, no, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, right? So the triune God, uh, uh, all all one. Um, One of the first references in Genesis uh, early on in the scriptures, within the first few chapters, let us make you know, humanity or man, let us make them in our image. And so in the very beginning, it says our. And so when you read that, you're wondering, oh, who's, 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 who's our? Who's we? Who's this group? It's a community. It's a triune community. It's, it's God the Father, uh, uh, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Um, here it talks about, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, distinct, right? The Logos. The Word was God so there's the word distinct was with God but the word was also God so it's a reference to Jesus and then the word obviously we can connect that you know make the connection the word became flesh and that's God incarnate in the flesh Um, there are four accounts or Gospels you're familiar with Matthew Mark Luke and then John (laughs) there are 21 chapters in the book of John um, so it kind of fits nicely with our with our 21 days. Uh, we're only going to be able to get through 15 of them uh, Monday through Friday here. Um, if you look at the, well, the author, uh, most theologians will subscribe it to John the Beloved, who references himself and mentions himself in the account of the Gospels. And... If you look at the beginning of John and you wonder how or or why the author began this way, it's actually quite intentional. If you look at some of the other accounts, it gives the genealogy, uh, the historicity. It it gives sort of the first accounts of Jesus. But if you look at John, it's very distinct. His setting and introduction of the Gospels is very distinct from the other Gospels. And you look here and you look at some of the words, In the beginning was the word in the beginning where does that sound familiar to you guys where else have you heard the phrase in the beginning in Genesis chapter 1 right and so immediately John is giving a cosmic context he's not starting from genealogy he's not starting from the first accounts or when he was a child he's giving he's, he's very intentional about the language he's using and the picture that he's depicting in the context and he's basically saying that this is God that Jesus was from the beginning just like when God spoke word, you know, as, as the creator of the universe, when he spoke the word, things came into being. There were 10 commands or words that God gave in Genesis that when he spoke, it came into fruition. For example, let there be light. Boom! From God's word came into existence. Let there be expanse. Boom! From the very words came the authority and the power and the ability to create. And so in this, when you look at the opening sections or verses of John chapter 1, it's, it's, a, it's almost a... a uh, uh uh kind of kind of following the model of genesis chapter one and, and this is intentional he wants you to know that this is not just a person that this is not just a man that this is god the same god that was there when creation began and so in the beginning just like in genesis chapter one it's kind of a a, a new beginning or a new context he he wants you to see that something new is is is, is you know beginning that there's a new creation That through the spoken word, this word that was there in the beginning that had created all the universe has now become flesh and come, you know, the word had become flesh. Um, In Genesis, God creates light. Um, In John chapter 1, Jesus is referred to in verse 8. He says he was not or or, or, or as for John the Baptist, he was not the light. But a reference that uh, Jesus uh, or in verse 9, this was the true light coming into the world. And enlightens every person and so just like God spoke uh, light into creation um, so in John chapter 1 sort of a new beginning or a new creation the light enters the world and this is Jesus um, in this chapter alone there are seven titles given to Jesus in this one chapter and so someone says he's the Messiah you know one disciple says you're the you're the rabbi one says you're you're you're, you're the one you're the light um, and so there are seven titles given. And so it's very clear where John is starting off. He wants to introduce. He wants to show you who this is. The full extent of all 21 chapters, he has a singular goal for the audience who are listening to this message, that Jesus is God, that Jesus is the Messiah. He starts it from the beginning, and then he ends it in the end. And, and, and this is his clear message. God is doing a new thing, in this time and the message uh, uh, you know reverberates all throughout history all throughout time and it hits us even this morning however many thousands of years after the fact the light is still doing its work the light is still impactful the light is still moving still motivating still transforming and we are here this morning um, it's interesting uh, just a, a couple things I want to highlight this morning um, you know many a man or women come and uh, spectacular witnesses, you know, gifted speakers. I, I don't know why, but I was just thinking about this even the other day. Uh, um, you know, uh, 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 churches and ministries and 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 just platforms and, and how how gifted uh, certain speakers and pastors and ministries and sometimes I look from a distance and I was, and I think, wow, that's 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 amazing, you know. It, sometimes if I, you know, if, if my guards aren't upright, like, oh, how can we be like them? And I know that God doesn't call every ministry and everything to be the same. You know, we have to be faithful, we, you know, truthful to the things that God gives us. And I was just reminded that, you know, whatever platform, whatever position, whether as a pastor or a house church leader or, or you're gifted in, in various areas, in, you know, uh, uh, in, in the church and ministry or maybe even in the marketplace, maybe not, maybe not ministry per se related, but, you know, whatever you're good at. I think everything is a platform. Everything is an opportunity to reflect and to point people towards God. And John was, um, I think, very intentional about doing that. He was very intentional about when people praised, when people brought, you know, brought the highlight or spotlight to him, that he would deflect or reflect or, or, or you know, put it back um, and, and, and then he would testify about the light. He was very clear about saying that he's not the source is very clear about saying, you know, you know, maybe may thank you, but really, you know, you got to meet this other person. He's so much more incredible. Um, and so I, I just thought this was a great reminder uh, for me as we start off this year. You know, we're going to get praises. There's going to be breakthrough. There's going to be blessings. And one of the things that I, I've seen in ministry over 25 years, even, even as I was being trained as a youth pastor, you know, at the age of 22, um, I would see individuals who would seek God, and they would seek the light, and they would seek the power, and they would seek the touch, and revelation, and breakthrough, and contending. Their, you know, These people were going through some of the most difficult seasons in their life, and they were desperate for God, You know, crying out, fasting, and praying. And I would see this often, and it, it would break my heart. And they would contend, and they would seek God, and then God would show up. And that there would be a revelation, and there would be an encounter. Undeniable. No one could deny that the transformation that happens was because... God initiated because God moved in that person's life and then and then not not always but every once in a while and it would break my heart and, and then someone would after this encounter after they got what they wanted after they contended then they would kind of assimilate or kind of blur back into the world and next thing you know they completely disappear from the community and and and, and you know and I try not to judge and I was much younger at that time and I wondered how how something like that could happen um, but I think there's this, you know, once, once we get what we want in God, God becomes a secondary thing. Does that make sense? You know, you have to be careful. On day one, as you fast and contend, the worst thing in some ways that could happen is that you seek God for the things he can give, and then he gives it, and then you walk away. That, that actually would be a bad thing. It would actually be better if he didn't release to you or, or the gift or the thing that you were contending for, so that in some ways you would just continue to seek after Him. Does that, does that make sense? Sometimes people, there's a misconception, there's, there's, there's a little bit of confusion, and they're seeking God for the things that God can give. I, I think we've all done that. I, I've certainly done that. And, and I think this is what I want to say listen, when God gives you that breakthrough, as you contend and God answers that prayer, man highlight testify point back praise worship you know god god blessed you tell someone about it right that's one of the things i've learned you know over many years is that when when a blessing comes and it's good i have to tell somebody about it there's a little bit of like uh you know i don't want to boast or you know i'm a little bit shy but if i know that god is the one that released it beyond a shadow of a doubt i must a test. I must give glory, I must testify. And so that's so one of the things that I hope that we can keep in mind that anything good that happens is from God, and we must give glory back to God. We must testify. We must always point back to Jesus uh, in all things. Um, it goes on in verse 12 and 13. Um, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, and this is fascinating, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And um, this is an introduction that it's not by title or by deed, uh, or, or because you're of, of Jewish heritage, or because you grew up in the church. Um, anyone who believes, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult if you grew up in the church, if your parents were believers. And you grew up since a young age. Um, it's difficult to kind of break out of this church culture or church mentality. You know, this this uh, uh, you know we have a, our own language in the church even. You know, certain things we say uh, um, that most people when they come in and they hear, you know, certain phrases that we use. Um, what's what's a common one for dating? Uh, like guard your heart, right? Uh, like, what does that mean? Like, if you're not a believer and you came for the first time, what, like, like, how, like you, know, uh, um, you know, we say it all the time, but by the blood, by the blood of Jesus, we say that all the time, and we, we understand exactly what it means. But then someone else who comes out, like, there's a lot of language we use. Uh, um, there's, a, there's a reason, a season for all things. I mean, some of these things make, make sense, even in the context of the world. Um, but it's clear here that every person that comes and hears the gospel, When you hear the message of the cross and of Jesus, you have an opportunity in that place and in that moment to accept and make that decision. And there's no barriers. Um, I think coming up to this point in history and in the Gospels, uh, that a lot of people outside of the Jewish uh, community thought that you had to be literally a, a Jew or had to literally convert your whole lifestyle and all your belief systems to come into uh, this belief Um, culturally uh, as Gentiles would come into the community. There were certain things about them that would hinder them in their relationship and walk with God that certainly had to be addressed and cut out of their lives. Um, But there was still a distinctiveness uh, of a person, Um, and maybe we can get more into that later. and so let's, let's stop with that this morning. Let's bow our heads. This morning, uh, a few key words I wanted us just to kind of meditate on. Uh, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then in verse 14, the Word became flesh. And so it's a beautiful uh, uh, sort of a picture reflecting Genesis chapter one. And in the beginning, God created, you know, the expanses. In the beginning, God said, let there be light. And now, however many generations and and years and, and time had passed, and now the true light of the world has entered into the world, and the Word became flesh. And John was very intentional about showing that God was doing something new. He wanted, he wanted to put it in a cosmic backdrop context from the beginning. We all know this as growing up. We know the stories, the the creation accounts that God was doing something new. That a light, that the light of the world, of the universe, of all creation was coming into the world so God is doing something new in this time when the Messiah came many people missed it God was doing something new I want to encourage you and challenge you to believe that God is beginning something today that God is beginning something new in 2022 that God is beginning something new in your life that God is beginning to do something in your community in your life in your relationships do you perceive it are we spiritually fit are we spiritually in a place where we can be sensitive and perceive the move of God are we so you you know comfortable you know one of two ways Comfortable in the way things are, that when God speaks, you know, can't really interrupt. Are we also too comfortable spiritually? Like we have all the verbiage, we have all the routine down. We, we, I've been doing this for 20 years. So comfortable that God can't do something new. And so this morning, I want to challenge you and invite you to pray to God this morning and say, Lord, what is it that you're doing, that you're beginning in my life today? Lord, I want to be sensitive. I want to perceive it. Lord, I humble myself. I know the things I want to do. But God, what are the things that you're doing in my life? Right? That takes an incredible amount of humility. The most mature believer for 20 years, leaders in ministry, gifted in various, to come before God on, a, a, on January 3rd, you know, on a 7 a.m. in the morning and say, God, I, I, I'm going to... Just leave all these things behind and say, and God, what is it that you're doing? I know what I kind of sense. I know what I where But God, what is it that you're doing? What are you beginning? And to humbly pray that prayer and to begin to ask that question and to explore in that way. And then by doing so, giving God an opportunity to then speak to you in a way maybe he's been wanting to speak to you in some time. So let's come before the Lord this morning and meditate on that. I mean, as crazy and amazing as it would have been for you to be there in the very beginning of Genesis chapter 1 when God said, let there be light, and to witness that, and I hope one day we get to see that on some big, you know, uh, uh, heavenly projector. But then again, to see the light of the world come into flesh incarnate, just, uh, just incredible. and so. Um, Just take a few moments and then we're going to respond